Welcome to Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast, where we share the stories of people in our school community. Hi everyone, uh, this is Ben Collins and I have great news. My co-host Ruby Collins is in the house. How are you, Rubes? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Uh, well, as the old Richmond coach Tommy Hafey would say, I'm sensational and getting better. Now, Ruby, you've just turned 18 and you've got your driver's licence, so you're officially an adult now. Um, obviously, it's a pretty exciting time for you. Yes, it's very exciting, but I'm just focusing on studying for my exams at the moment. I'm very glad to hear that, Rubes. Great discipline and commitment. Uh, speaking of which, how about uh, you introduce our very disciplined and committed guest. Sure thing. Primary school PE teacher Connor Thar was one of the hard luck stories of this year's VFL Grand Final, where he was sidelined with injury. It was just the latest misfortune for the Pocket Rocket, who has suffered a few long-term injuries in recent years. A local Werribee boy, Connor also enjoyed a super successful stint with the Western Jets in the elite under 18 competition. Welcome, Connor. How are you? Good, thank you. Good to be here. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ruby. Great. Thanks, Connor. Um, I mean, first of all, um, I think I have to give you a big thankful and then also offer you up an apology, mate. So now you're still studying teaching, but you have permission to teach. So you teach here two days a week. Um, and this isn't actually a work day for you. So we really appreciate you taking one for the team and coming in. Good team player here, Ruby. Um, and now for the apology. Um, I didn't realise until today, until I was told by Nicole Craig, grade five teacher, who you've done some work with, uh, that it's actually your birthday. So happy 23rd birthday, yeah. Connor. We should probably, should we start singing now, Ruby? <laughs> probably not. Well, we won't embarrass ourselves, but uh, so we're very sorry. We feel terrible that we've dragged you in on your birthday when you should be celebrating your big day, mate. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. Thank you. I, I said to Nicole, actually, I don't really ever do anything on my birthday. I like to just chill out and I've never worked a day in my life on my birthday, so it's, it's <laughs> fine. It's uh, good to be here. Well, hopefully it's not too hard work this. <laughs> so do you have any plans for tonight for your birthday? Uh, I've just got some family coming over um, and my brother who lives out of home, so he's coming over. I haven't seen him in a while, so that'd be nice. Yeah, and that's nice. uh, Mitch, yeah, yeah, footballer Mitch. too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and as Ruby mentioned in her, her intro, unfortunately, uh, injuries stopped you from playing in the VFL Grand Final with Werribee not long ago. Uh, and we'll get to that. But uh, casting aside that disappointment for the moment, uh, let's talk about a bigger, I suppose, more recent premiership celebration that you were part of uh, after the AFL Grand Final. Uh, so your brother Mitch is a close mate of Collingwood star Jordan Degoe. What happened, Connor? Yeah, so Geordie used to date my cousin uh, many years ago and then we sort of just yeah, grew closer through that connection and um, obviously a bit of a controversial figure is Geordie but uh, he's a he's a ripping fellow when you get to know him um, deep down and um, yeah, we, he obviously won the AFL Grand Final and uh, that night he went out, my brother went out with him uh, mm -hmm. ce celebrating with the whole team and that was a pretty wild night. I ended up tagging along for, for an hour or so and <laughs> um, yeah, he was... Uh, it was like a celebrity uh, that night, so I uh, didn't pay for a single drink or anything. But yeah, um, no, I was sort of glad to. As much as I hate Collingwood, <laughs> it was uh, I was glad to see him um, yeah, share that success. Awesome. Uh, who do you barrack for? 
Yeah, I go for Richmond, so I'm a pretty pretty nuffy supporter. I go to I try to get to every home game if I'm not playing footy myself. Yeah, um, yeah full full gold member, and um, well, yeah, I enjoy my footy. Yeah, well, you've had a pretty good time of it as a Richmond supporter of late, anyway. So yeah, yeah, we have. We we had some tough years before the success, but um, now we've enjoyed the last five or six years some uh, some success, which is good. Yep. Awesome. So you grew up right near Werribee Footy Ground, and as a kid, you'd watch Werribee play. Yeah, correct. So since, yeah, I was a little kid, like eight, ten years old, I used to go down to wherever they fell. They'd have a lot of night games on back in the day and I remember going there and watching them and that's also when they were affiliated with North Melbourne. So, yeah, um, yeah I've always didn't, never really saw myself playing there, but the fact that I am now is a little bit surreal and, um, yeah, like yeah. to play for your local club and for your community is it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And which schools did you go to? So I went to a Corpus Christi primary school, also in Werribee, down the road from my house, and McKillop College as well, which is, yeah, down the road from my house. So born and bred Werribee and everything, yeah, is Werribee for me. Yeah. Awesome. And so you played junior footy for Werribee Districts? Yeah, correct. Played my whole life at Werribee Districts. This year I actually left Werribee Districts, so I now play at Lara, Lara Football Club in the Geelong League. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've spent my whole life at Werribee Districts, as has my, uh, my brother. Yep. And did you win all the best player awards? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I won a couple of flags, which is the most important yep. thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a good good little junior career, which um, yeah, I always look back on in, um, in fond memories. Yeah. Now, speaking of which, uh, I'll go into a bit of detail here. So, um, I mean, you played in the elite under-18 competition. I think it was the TAC Cup when you played it. I think they've changed it to the Talent League or something. Um, you were a star for the Western Jets. So, folks, just sit back. Listen to this sum- summary of uh, Connor's time at the Jets. And Connor, you just sort of soak up this moment too, mate. Um, so in Connor's bottom age year in, in the TAC Cup, he played all over the field, averaged 18 touches, three clearances, four tackles, pretty solid numbers for a first-year player. The next year as a, as a top-age player, Connor absolutely dominated, um, averaged 26 touches, five clearances, six tackles, Number one in the comp for possessions, top five for clearances, top ten for tackles. Almost half his possessions were contested, so he's a tough cookie. Uh, and in the second half of the year, he had 30-plus touches most weeks and kicked goals too. You were doing everything. Uh, so it's no surprise that Connor easily won the Western Jets Best and Fairest Award, which was uh, a great effort in a team that had guys who've since gone on to the AFL, including uh, Port Adelaide star Zach Butters and the Western Jets captain was... Xavier O'Halloran at the time, who plays for the Jets. Oh, sorry, the GWS Giants now. Uh, Connor was named on the wing in the TAC Cup Team of the Year. But best of all, he finished runner-up in the League Award, the Morris Medal. He was only two votes behind Liam Stocker, who went to Carlton at pick 19 and is now at St Kilda. And Connor was also two votes ahead of Sam Walsh, who was the that year's number one draft pick and is, of course, now a, a Carlton star. Um, and Connor was also a um, the stand-in captain for the Jets at some stage too. So Connor, you had that's I mean that's in uh, in broad terms. I mean, but you had an amazing season. What was what was the key to that? Yeah, it was it was a pretty good season. Uh, I think the main thing was like our whole group were we were all best mates. Uh, we all grew up in similar similar areas as we we're in the Western area, uh, region area. So mm. I think that that helped a lot. Our midfield was. Uh, yeah, you got Zach Butters and Xavier O'Halloran who went on to get drafted. Um, Buku Kamas also, yeah, standing ruck sometimes. Who's like the bulldog. So obviously we had a bit of talent in the midfield. 
Uh, but yeah, we're just a real close knit group and uh, we all keep in contact with each other. But um, yeah, it was just a lot of belief from the coaches as well. Uh, when I missed out on the Metro selection, the coaches sort of just still stuck with me with the faith and trust and um, yeah, it sort of showed with the rest of my season from there. Yeah, and just on that, uh, missing out on being selected in the Vic Metro team for the under-18 championships, I mean, you probably couldn't have done much more that season really, um, but you still missed out on selection. And apart from uh, Zach Butters and Xavier O'Halloran from your own team, in that Vic Metro team, midfielders also included uh, Bailey Smith, Noah Anderson, Matt Rowell, James Rowbottom, um, and I think Xavier O'Halloran actually captained the Metro that that game, but or that 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 uh, championships. But how shattered were you? I mean, it, it was there's a lot of talent, great depth of talent, but still, yeah, you can't have done much more, could it you? It was pretty shattering, especially because we had a trial game, and I finished with I think the second most touches in one of the trial games, so. Um, when that happened, I was, yeah, obviously shattered, but I, look, I was probably shattered for two days and then after that, sort of move on and yeah. get, get on. Get your next third yeah. possession game, yeah. <laughs> get on with your footy. Um, but, look, I'll sort of look back now at the, the Metro team and oh, pretty much the whole team's playing AFL and they're all stars, so I don't I don't sit back and yeah, I'm not upset about it. That, yeah, it's pretty mm. surreal that, um, yeah, I was sort of playing with and against these players. Yeah. yeah. And were you given any reason to why you didn't make it? Um, yeah, funnily enough, I sort of, I went to my coach and asked for some feedback on, you know, why, and then he sort of went to the selectors and asked why, and it, it was just about sort of my size at the time. I was a pretty light frame, um, uh, pretty small. I think I was um, 172 centimetres and 68 kilos. Not much has changed now, but I, yeah. I've put on a fair bit of size since then, so I've put on about yeah. 10 kilos since then, but... Of pure uh, muscle. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm still pretty small frame. So uh, I think that was the main thing that held me back, just my size and mm. compared to the others. And I didn't have the elite uh, fitness or speed that the other players uh, possess. So it's something I continue continue to work on. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that was what probably held me back yeah. in the end. It's a tough gig. Um, and in your first year at the Jets, your teammates included that year's number one draft pick, Cam Rayner, who went on to obviously – Brisbane and played in this year's AFL Grand Final. There was Lockie Fogarty, who's played for Carlton and now, sorry, Geelong and now Carlton. Uh, North Melbourne Ruckman, Tristan Sherry, who's the only player in AFL history with the surname starting with the letter X, I think, <laughs> uh, the X-Man. And as mentioned earlier, yeah, Zach Butters and Xavier O'Halloran. What can you tell us about any of those guys? Uh, what sort of insight can you give yeah. us? Uh, when I get asked, I think the best player I've ever played with is Cam Rayner. Um, obviously, mm. no surprise, he went pick number one. But I remember just playing with him and I'd have the ball and I'd, I'd just look at him, I'd just kick it to, to his area and he'd mark the ball and he'd just do things that you just – no 18, 19-year-old kid should do. Um, he probably hasn't – he's done some good things at AFL ever, but he's sort of just waiting for that breakthrough season. But, um, yeah, no, nah, when you look back at – some of these players that are playing AFL, yeah, yeah, like I said, it's pretty surreal that um, I was playing with them. Yeah, and just a personal one regarding the Jets, uh, your Western Jets teammate Jack Watkins, um, uh, who's the captain of North Melbourne's uh, VFL team, and he won their BNF this year. Um, I went to school with his parents, Jason Tam, we're all in the same yeah. year level, and. Uh, we we're friends at Melton High, and uh, actually, I'm sure we're probably going to see each other at the. There's a 30 year reunion oh, yeah. for our. That's how old we're getting now. <laughs> Next month, that's happening. 
So Jack's done pretty well for himself, hasn't he? Yeah, of course, because I was actually with him in my first year at Werribee, at Werribee. there, Fal, and then he unfortunately, yep. yeah, just didn't make the cut there, and then he's gone on to bigger and better things at North, which I, I knew he would. Um, he was just sort of needed that opportunity, so it's good to see him yeah, as well, captain North Melbourne, so yeah, very good to see him. We play with him at Jets, and yeah. Yeah, he's one of the toughest players I've played with, that's for yeah. sure. His old man was tough too, yeah. <laughs> Must be the Melton, Melton in him. It's a Melton mongrel in him, <laughs> yep, that's right. And who were your toughest opponents among the people who went off to the AFL? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think Isaac Quainer stands out for me. Uh, oh, yeah? He played at Oakley. We versed him in a, in, a, in a prelim or a semi. I think we got done by about 90 points. They had play, they, I think they had 11 draftees from that team. But, yeah, I think he was one of the toughest opponents. He was He's pretty big now, but he was, cool. he was that size when he was – yeah. Um, 17 years old. He Man was just child, a, yeah, really? just a big, big boy. So, uh, he was he was one of the toughest. And I think the other one, uh, no doubt, definitely Sam Walsh. I remember just coming up against him, and he'd just find the ball like it was like it was nothing. So he was, yeah. and he could run all day. So yeah, yeah those two probably. How would you like to play on Quainer now? He's a yeah. machine, isn't he? I think there was a stat early in the year or halfway through the year. He, I think he was the best one-on-one defender. Didn't, doesn't lose many. So, yep. yeah, you wouldn't really want to get matched <laughs> up on him. And he's quick as well. So, yeah, yeah. he's got it all. Yeah. Um, so uh, you were obviously seen as a, a late draft chance, right? Obviously that didn't eventuate, but still, was that hard to take or was the, the Vic – I mean, you had a huge finish to the year, though, didn't you? So that might have, even though you missed out on the Vic Metro selection, there was still a chance there for you, wasn't there? I mean, what, how did you rate your chances or what, what yeah. was your thinking and how did you feel when it all went down? Uh, no, come draft night, I knew I was, yeah, 0% chance of getting drafted. So, um, oh, I right. sort of, yeah, yeah, I sort of sat back and, like, so I had informal interviews, like the – a couple of clubs around my coach and just asked about me, but that, that didn't really mean much at the time. So I s- sort of sat back on draft night and yeah, I knew I wasn't getting drafted and mm. it was just good to see, you know, some of my best mates get drafted. So I was extremely happy for them. And um, yeah, I, w- I wasn't really upset. I, I was proud of the season I had because I really couldn't have done much more. Um, so I just, yep. yeah, butted up and it was VFL the next step. And it was, yeah, that's been me for six years and yeah, continue to just sort of play my footy and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bloody good level to play yeah. at too, isn't it? Um, so as a junior, is it right that you never missed a game of it, uh, through injury? Yeah, so before VFL, uh, I missed one game uh, <laughs> up until yeah, up until I was 18 years what of age. What was that with? It was my first game of TAC Cup. I got concussed, so. Right, um, okay. Yeah, missed yeah. one game through concussion. Yeah, okay. Um, so but that, that all changed when you started playing senior footy. I mean, in 2019, your first year of senior footy, you go back to your local club, Western Dist- uh, Werribee Districts, and played a few games while you're trying to get a game with Werribee as well. Um, when you had a, it was almost like a near disaster, I suppose. Uh, I believe you were tackled, copped an accidental knee in excruciating pain. Um, won't go through all the, the gory details, but one of your kidneys was ruptured, and at one point, surgeon considered removing the kidney. I mean, you missed the rest of the season, but forget about footy. This was... Uh, this was what must have been pretty scary from just a life perspective, mate. Yeah, it definitely was. I think mentally, like, it was my first injury, so I wasn't, I wasn't doom and gloom. It's like, it's going to happen. It is what it is. But I think mm. the nature of the injury sort of just rocked me a little bit. Um, I spent two weeks in hospital and I lost, I think, nine kilos and I was already a, a light frame. So I, I didn't really eat much for two weeks and I had a catheter in. It was just, yeah, yeah hospitals aren't, aren't a good place to pee, especially for two weeks. Um, but... Mm. Uh, it was pretty tough, and then after that, two weeks in hospital, came home and had to be bedridden for two more weeks, and 
had to have needles injected in my in my legs every day so I didn't have blood clots and uh yeah it was a bit of an eye opener just cuz I've never experienced injuries and that was my first injury so um yeah. and then the road back from that injury was pretty pretty significant it's took a couple months just to at least run a couple laps without yeah vomiting and all this other stuff so I had a couple of complications from that but uh, luckily the the doctors saved my my kidney so I do have both kidneys um yeah. which is pretty lucky cuz playing with one kidney would have uh yeah would have I would have had to think about whether I was playing footy ever again. Gee. And how long did yeah. it take to get fit again after that injury? Yeah, like, like I said, it was a couple of months. I I remember the first run I went for two months after the injury. I tried to just to just jog two laps of the oval and I almost passed out and I started vomiting and it was just yeah, it was real tough those times. And then probably two months later I started just getting my base fitness again and then two months after that, which when now six months down the line, I st- started yeah running again and almost getting into full contact. So it was a long road, but um, yeah, it, I mean, it probably could have been worse. I could have lost my kidney and never played mm. footy again. So yeah. in hindsight, I was yeah I was pretty lucky and pretty um, happy that it sort of came out the better end of it. Running a lap or two and nearly vomiting sounds like me uh, trying <laughs> starting trying to get fit or whatever. <laughs> but I haven't I didn't have the kidney issues, had all these other issues, but not that. Um, so. Yeah, you got yourself fit again, but the next year, 2020, obviously was uh, there was no footy because of COVID. When a lot of things were happening in the world and yeah. all that sort of stuff, and these are first world issues about footy, but it must have felt weird nonetheless. I mean, how did you how did you feel or how did you cope without footy, which is obviously an important part of your life? Yeah, yeah. So for me, like I said, I'm a bit of a footy nuff here. Kind of watch, try to watch every AFL game every weekend, and then mm. yeah, I try to yeah, I love going to training and all that. So when that COVID year sort of hit me a little bit. I probably wasn't – like I tried – I didn't go to – go for runs much. I wasn't working out much. It sort of hit me the other way, COVID. So yeah. I sort of fell out of love with the game a little bit, which is which hurt at the time because footy was, was everything to me. So it was – yeah, it's sort of two years since by the end of COVID or mm. 18 months since I sort of kicked the footy. And, yeah, my body just wasn't where I wanted it to be. And, uh, yeah, my love for the game wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I almost, almost thought about giving footy up at this stage. So – um, yeah, COVID sort of hit me pretty hard with uh, with footy. Yeah. Okay. But so the positive was that you were fully ready when the 2021 season started? Yeah, I, I was. I had a couple of niggles, but I was fully ready. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that year I sort of, I think I debuted halfway through the year, uh, which was a relief. And then I think COVID hit again and ended that season. Mm. So I, I played three games and then we are about to travel to Gold Coast and that was a, at the time it was a pretty cool thing for me. I'm 19 year old, about to go play VFL footy on the Gold Coast, and then COVID hit again and uh, ended the season. So once again, that sort of <laughs> yeah. that was another um, stab in the back a little bit, and just another hurdle. And then so yeah, that was that yeah. season done. And then come the next season, um, yeah, another injury. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, now yeah, last year, as you say, 2022. Um, you didn't play at all, so you, you've had um, you've copped a broken ankle in the first practice match. How early in the first practice match was it? Did yeah, you so actually get a few kicks at all, or it was the first ten minutes of the game. I think oh, we actually yeah. we our team started on fire that game, and um, our ruckman was just tapping it, tapping it to me, and we, I was hitting players up, and I actually felt really good with my body and where I was at, and I was really excited, honestly, for the seasons. My body was. Yeah. The first time in three, four years was sort of where I wanted it to be, and then You're playing on ball. Yeah, I just yeah. I was playing always play on ball when I play local footy, but um, yeah, sort of yeah. Ten minutes in, I just mm. an unlucky injury, just got tackled, and my leg got caught under the ruckman's body, and um, yeah, ruptured my ankle, and 
uh, needed surgery from there on, and that was that season. Um, I've heard some very tough men say a broken ankle is the worst pain they've ever had in their lives. How was it for you? Yeah, it's pretty painful. It's just more the um, the shock of being injured. Um, that that one's pretty bad because when it happens, you hear you hear like your your ankle crack. Mm. So that that's pretty scary. You think, oh, you've broken your leg or something significant, but it's really on your ankle. But uh, that was pretty painful. I mean, the kidney was definitely more painful. But um, and then yeah, the ankle, uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And after that injury, did you consider quitting footy again? Um. I considered it, but I think I didn't want to just after four years of injuries and not really playing VFL, I didn't want to go out like that. So yeah. I sort of said to myself, I just want to keep going until I sort of know if, if I can make it at the VFL level or not. And um, thankfully, I sort of yeah stuck at it and the last season sort of kind of been a success in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, lucky you did decide to give it another crack. Um so you broke back into the Werribee team in round three. Uh, you played five games in a row. Uh, it was the first time in five years that you'd played more than three in a row. I mean, that's that's a f- unbelievable <laughs> stat. Just that just illustrates uh, how rough you've had it. But in that those five games, you kicked a bag of four goals and three goals in another game. A small forward. That was the role you're playing. I mean, it must have felt great to finally get some sort of continuity and and uh, show what you can do. Yeah, it was. Those five, six weeks were yeah, pretty pretty surreal. Um, I was probably the happiest man in the world playing those those games. It's Playing VFL footy is the most fun you can have. And I think it was just more as well, like for my family as well, who sort of ride the, the highs and lows of the game with me. They were just as happy for me as well. So that was good to enjoy it with them, yeah. of course. And but once again, again we keep keep uh, we go a step forward, a couple of steps back here. Uh, once again, you had some bad luck. You broke your other ankle. Actually, the lights going off. Rubes, run over there and <laughs> shake your arms. Are about will you? This is this is live podcasting here, folks. Over the other way, Rubes. Oh yeah, that'll do. Um, yeah. So you uh, um, uh, where are we? Yeah. So you you uh, you broke your other ankle. So what happened? On that occasion, how'd you do it? Yeah, so it was this year and it was our first Channel 7 game of the year. So um, I was very eager for this game to sort of show what I can do. But uh, 15 minutes into the game, I just went to bump, bump. Uh, I think it was Latham Vandermeer of Bulldogs. and mm. um, But just yeah, the bump didn't go as cleanly as I wanted. And I sort of fell back and my ankle got caught under under his body. And once again, it was the other ankle this time. I heard um, two cracks or two, three cracks and sort of knew straight away. Um, I'd done the same injury, so it didn't really hurt a lot. But I was just, um, yeah, I was pretty frustrated at this that this injury. I was, and you can, uh, go mm. back in the vision. I was slamming the ground with my hands because I was just uh, was frustrated, yeah. knowing that this was probably my season done again. Yeah, we well, see it plenty of times on on in AFL games, guys hitting the ground and crying yeah, and punching yeah. things, and just the show of sheer frustration because it means so much to yeah, you I mean, yeah, put so much in yeah I went back into the locker room to get it assessed and I was just I was, I was a bit of a wreck and mm. threw me mouth guard started hitting the walls I'm like oh here we go again so it was, it was a tough day that one that's for sure yeah so but within two months you were playing again yeah yeah so luckily I avoided surgery on this ankle which is bit of a saving grace uh, but it meant the sort of rehab had to be a bit more particular and a bit more um yeah uh you had to be a bit more uh, strict with it. So I came back and then first first game of local footy, I strained my quad, um, which was only a two-weeker. And then I came back from that and then I had 
had some illness for about two or three weeks. So I thought I had uh, glandular fever. I had oh. a lot of lot of blood tests done. I couldn't, I didn't work for about two to three weeks. Um, I thought I had chronic fatigue. I was seeing a lot of specialists, a lot of doctors. Uh, couldn't really get on top of it. But uh, so I d- didn't even go to training for about a week or two. I was, couldn't even get out of bed. Um, and then sort of you find out what it was. Yeah, I was I, I was real sick for a while, and I think I was just fighting fighting the illness. Um, my right. body just reacted in a different way, and mm. I sort of started changing my diet. Started um, going to a vegetarian diet, as what the doctor recommended me. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. Didn't yeah, last right. long, but it actually helped for a little bit, and yeah. just started taking a lot of vitamins, and uh, yeah, I just changed my whole diet and my sleep and everything. And slowly, uh, after about a month, I started getting more energy back, and I started feeling better within my body, and played yeah. a couple of local games and. Finally made my way back into the team. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, so, you, as you mentioned earlier, you and Mitch, your brother, went joined Lara this year. Oh, why, why did you join Lara, by the way? What was the, yeah, the appeal? Yeah, so I never wanted to leave districts my whole life, but I think the last four or five years I've just I've been injured and those injuries have happened at, at Werribee Districts. And I just for me, I just wanted a fresh start and mm. just a change of scenery, change of environment, um, which which I looked forward to at the time. and. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't regret it at all. Lara for yeah. me has been a great club, being very welcoming. And, and yeah. I think for me as well, to, pl- to play with my brother was something I always wanted to do. We've never played together. And we had our first practice match, funnily enough, was against Werribee Districts. Oh, so how'd that, that go? You cop a bit yeah, of uh, nah, sledging? and nah, I didn't really cop anything. I'm nah. best mates with all of the boys. But yeah. if anything, I was sort of giving it off just because <laughs> that's who I am. Um, but yeah. that was yeah, that was a good game playing with my brother. And my mum yeah. and dad definitely enjoyed that one too. Well, there was a game there. Uh, when you're on the comeback trail for Lara, I saw there you, you had 36 touches, 14 clearances, and kicked three goals. Clearly, you were that was a sign that you you were match fit at that stage, Connor. Yeah, I was match fit. It, it um, took a while to get match fit, but I sort of had to yeah had to dominate local to get back in the VFL team because I knew the boys were going to play finals, and yeah, you want to be playing finals, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, another recruit for Lara was uh, Devin Smith, the former Giants and Essendon player. I think he snapped his Achilles or something yeah. early on. But uh, he shares the coaching role. We shared it at Lara this year. Have you learnt much from Devin Smith? Yeah, I did. When I signed there, I sort of sat down with him and he, he talked me through his injuries that he went through at AFL level. And it was uh, he's been good for me just to sort of lean off and um, about footy and about life. And um, he always messages me and he's yeah he's rapt to see me. As much as he wants me at Lara, he's, he's just as equal happy to see me uh, playing VFL. Yep. Um, and after missing about, I think it was about 13 games between the time you did the injury to when uh, you came back, they, they Werribee picked you for the preliminary final against the, the Brisbane Lions. Um, Werribee had lost only two games to that stage. I mean, were you surprised to make it back after such a long layoff in such an important game in such a strong team? Um, I want to say yes, but... I, I was training the house down as I sort of yeah. had to sort of force my way in and I was sort of, I was doing everything right and uh, I went to every game sort of analysing what the small forwards are doing, what they're not doing and I'd yeah. seek feedback from the coaches and uh, not harassing but just sort of say <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here if you want to pick me and I'm ready. So yeah, I, I trained the house down and um, I mean I was surprised but I was ready. So when, when I found out I was playing in the preliminary fo- prelim final, I was yeah just excited and I wasn't nervous. I sort of just wanted to go out there and do what I do. Yep, well, that obviously showed. Um, I think it was only your ninth VFL game, but your first final at VFL level. You did really well. The team won. You kicked three goals, uh, including a great snap, beautiful, perfect Crummers goal and a couple of set shots as well. 
Um, in an interview after the game, your coach, Mick Barlow, praised you for making the most of those moments. Yeah, you must have been just over the moon. Yeah, of course. And as a small forward, you, you have to kick straight because if you kick, you know, zero goals three as opposed to three goals zero, you sort of, you're like, you probably haven't done your job and you're on the chopping block for the next week. So yep. I think for me, that's yeah most very important, making the most of those opportunities. And in grand final week, you had probably your worst bit of luck. What happened? Um, yeah, so on the Thursday night at training, um, before the Sunday uh, grand final, I was just doing a doing a drill at training. I was jog, I was actually jogging to the next drill, and um, my back just went on me. It just seized up, and um, I honestly couldn't believe it. I was, I sort of just stood there, and I honestly couldn't move. My uh, my back, yeah, could not couldn't even touch my kneecap, like with my arms, and um, sort of jogged off to the medical room, and they closed the doors, and I just sort of broke down. I'm like wow, I can't believe this is happening. So uh, they did everything to get me up. I went and had a scan the next night. Um, we're going to put a, j- a jab in it, epidural, but there was nothing to be jabbed because it wasn't a significant injury, which actually was mm. worse than what I, like I wanted it to be something. So we could have jabbed it, but it was just spasms. And um, they gave me to Saturday, did a fitness test and uh, 30 seconds into the fitness test, I, my back went on me again and I literally couldn't move so yeah unfortunately I had to withdraw withdraw myself from the grand grand final which which yeah it was probably the hardest three days I've gone through a lot of injuries but that, that was probably the hardest three days of my life just um going through that yeah had you had um back spasms before yeah I've had a few back problems um I mean I've had a lot of injuries so it's not hard um but yeah I've had a few back problems but it's something uh in this off season that uh, me and the coaches are sort of putting a program together to really get it right so it doesn't happen again and how were your emotions then? Yeah, it was pretty tough, um, especially for, for my family as well. They were shattered because it was just another another injury uh, in the journey. Um, but uh, especially in a grand final, like I've been at the club six years, growing up watching Werribee and to, to bring them a, a grand final to the community would have been pretty cool and pretty special. So to not be a part of that, and unfor- unfortunately we didn't win as well. So uh, it was a pretty tough day. Yeah. yeah, but obviously you would have still gotten around the boys and all that sort of stuff during the day and been in the rooms. And yeah, all that of sort course. Of yeah, we had a function beforehand, had to go to that. And then, um, yeah, p- before the game, we were, we were there as they walked out. And uh, us mm. boys that weren't playing, there was about 20 of us were in the stands. And, yeah, just uh, trying to get the boys over the line. Yeah, even soaking that up is going to be of some benefit going forward, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I'll use it as motivation for the next six months until round one. And, um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. Um, and what attitude do you take towards your run of bad luck? Um, the first couple, I just sort of said to myself, it is what it is. Everyone will get injured and as part of footy. If you don't get injured in your whole life, you're pretty lucky, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I, I guess I still use that, like it is what it is with everything. Um, like whatever happens, just move on. Um, it's not ideal, but and also there's bigger things in footy uh, in life. So um, I, I enjoy my my job here and my, my uni, and my mates, my family. So mm, yeah. as much as I love footy, it's it's not the be all and end all just to to miss a game or to be injured. Yeah, and I've also read that you're regarded as one of Werribee's most dedicated players. I mean, give us an insight into that dedication and what lengths you go to, Connor, for your footy. Yeah. I- it sort of helps that I, I live down the road, so every time I want to go for a run, I just go to I go yeah. to the the ground, and all the coaches sort of see me out of the coach's box. So that helps. But uh, I mean, when I'm bored, I just I like to go for a kick or a run, and I'll go to the gym. So um, yeah, I just I just like keeping myself fit and active, and um, yeah, I love playing footy, so I like to try and keep in shape. 
So they, they think you're doing all this extra work, <laughs> but it's basically playing on your own backyard. Yeah, it? literally, yeah. and I tell them, yeah. but they still keep praising <laughs> me. So That's good. Now, as your coach, Mick Barlow, the former Fremantle midfielder, um, he's just been appointed head of development at North Melbourne. Uh, what have you learnt from him and what makes him so impressive as a coach? Yeah, he was good. He's he's sort of new to coaching. So um, I think the first year was a bit of a transition for him and for a lot of the players getting used to his style. But um, no, his faith and trust in me has been unreal. Like through all my injuries, he could have easily just sort of said, it's probably not the, not the time for you to be here and whatnot. But he sort of stuck fat with me. Um, I mean, to bring me in in a prelim final just shows the, the trust he has yeah. in me. So yeah, I'll, I'll be in debt for him for that prelim final, that's for sure. But he was a coach that never sort of looked at uh, one's athletic ability because I'm not athletically gifted in terms of my height, speed and, and fitness. And he sort of saw past that and saw sort of me as just the footballer. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, that's probably similar to him in some ways, even yeah. a different body shape. Yeah, he was a footballer's footballer, really, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't more than possess, an athlete. Yeah, he didn't possess much speed or, or whatnot, but he could just find yeah. the ball and use it well. Yep. And uh, one of the assistant coaches was also a terrific AFL player, Nick Daffy. He's your forwards coach um, at Werribee. He's basically taught you how to play small forward, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I well, f- since very like coming to VFL, I'd never really played small forward my whole life. I've been a midfielder, so. Adjusting to that position was um, was probably tough the first couple of years because I like mm. to just find the ball as many times as possible and use it well, but sort of had to get used to probably having nine, ten touches, a couple yeah. of tackles and maybe a goal or two, and that's a good game. But um, I'm sort of at the level now where I'm I'm really enjoying being a small mm. forward um, yeah. almost more than what I'd, I would as a midfielder. Yep. Uh, and one of our secondary teachers, Dean Lee, uh, he works in footy operations at Werribee. Uh, he just loves his footy, Dino, and we'll get him on, on this show here sometime too. Have you had anything to do with Dino around the club? Yeah, Dino's a good fella. He's sort of behind the scenes a bit with uh, his operation stuff, but um, yeah, he's there on game days and um, he's just uh, yeah, a big supporter of the club as a lot of the other workers, uh, people that work at the club are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how have you enjoyed teaching here so far? Yeah, it's been good. Obviously my first real... Um, full-time teaching gig it's it's been really enjoyable um, I enjoy the primary school space a lot uh, I think after when I got injured I think I was actually looking forward to coming to school it sort of takes your mind off it and seeing the little little kids smile and uh, hug you when you when you get to their class it's uh, there's nothing that beats that and uh, I really enjoy teaching PE it's uh, yeah it keeps you on your toes as well well you feel like basically a rock star around school don't you <laughs> no, you, no I, I, I find myself, you walk around and they say, oh, Ben, Ben, this, and you're high-fiving people, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like, you know, big man on campus kind of thing, but it is a good pick-me-up, isn't it? Yeah, it is, of course. I'm, I like when you see them smile, it, it automatically puts a smile on your face. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, I, lo- I love teaching the little ones. Yep, good. And so we'll finish with our little segment called Before the Bell. So just some short and sharp questions. So firstly, as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I wanted to be an AFL footballer, yeah. as every little kid that plays footy wanted to be. Um, other than that, I was, yeah, sort of my whole life, I sort of wanted to be an AFL footballer. But um, growing up in high school, I sort of had some teachers that um, I didn't really have a good connection with and I... From that, I wanted to be a teacher because I wanted to be the teacher that I never had uh, that can sort of connect with kids and uh, be be that role model that they that I sort of never really had. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. Uh, what advice would you give your teenage self? Um, uh, the advice would be to just sort of stay clear of opponents so you don't get injured. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. in all seriousness, probably just 
I sort of say to myself every time I get injured, it, like it is what it is. There's, there's bigger things in life than, um, than than footy or whatever it is. It is, and to be grateful for everything we have. Like me getting injured mm. at the time, it sucked, but there's worse things going 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 on in the world as we yeah. can see in the, in, on the news right now. So, uh, yeah. Is that, yeah, yep. like I said. Absolutely. And um, just in terms of advice, again, while I've got you, what's the best piece of footy advice that you've received so far? Oh, a a pearl one. of wisdom that you sort of just carry with you. Yeah. Oh, you put me on, on the spot here. I have. Um, Don't worry. If you can't think of anything, yeah. mate, we'll... Choco Williams had a, had a fair gu- few good ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're going to test me here. But he, he definitely had a lot, lot that I've learned that... Um, that I use in, in footy, but yeah, I can't really. Okay, nah, no worries. Um, and who's the most famous person you've met? Yeah, Ben did prep me up for this question. <laughs> I've been trying to think and I went through my phone contacts and uh, whatnot. I can't really think of any, can't really think of anyone outside of footy. AFL, uh, but like I've met like Dusty and Geordie Dugowie and Gaz Ablett who are, yeah. Don't um, get much bigger than that. Yeah, well, Dusty's probably the best modern day player of all time and Gaz is probably, yeah, one of the best of all time, so... They're two pretty big players. Um, Did you meet Dusty through Jordan Dugowie? No, I actually met Dusty uh, when I got injured, did my kidney. Um, one of the boys um, knew him, played yep. VFL with him for a year went through the system at Richmond, uh, and he got me a signed shirt, and I ended up meeting him not too long after that, so that was pretty special. Uh, do you have any hidden talents? Any hidden talents? Um I don't know if it's a talent, but in my spare time, I like to play poker. So I, I, I like to say I'm a, a pretty good poker player. You'll see me at the casino every now and then um, yeah. playing poker down downstairs. You got a good poker face? Uh, I do have a pretty good poker face, but I like to know, I like I like to read the other poker faces. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what I, oh, yeah. I'd be the worst player. <laughs> <laughs> I wear my emotions on my face all the time. <laughs> yeah. And do you have a favourite singer or group? Favourite singer or group? Um... Uh, probably Drake. A bit simple, a bit basic, oh, yeah. but Drake. He just released a good album recently. So that's, that's two in a row. Dwight really? Farah. Yeah. Uh, he, he's yeah, well, he's Canadian too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're both Canadians. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, uh, you got a movie, TV, or series recommendation for us? My favorite TV show is Prison Break. I think there's nothing better than that that TV yeah. show. Um, that's an old one too. That goes back about fifteen years yeah, when it started. I've watched it three times through. Could tell you every scene. Yeah, yeah bit of a nuffy with that show. It's it got weird. a bit far out for me after yeah, about se- season three yeah, or four. Or it something. did get a bit far fetched, <laughs> but I just kept enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what are you most looking forward to in your life right now? Um, probably after this podcast, I'm actually starting day one of my off season program. So that's what I'm looking forward to sort of get my body right. And this will be my first preseason in I think six years and I'm fully fit and fully healthy. So I'm looking forward to that. But I think uh, next year I'm sort of teaching a bit more full time and a bit almost every day here for the first semester, I think hopefully anyway. And right. um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. And uh, everybody has their little quirks and I found one, that you have, um, I'm told that you never wash your hair. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, uh, it's not really true. I, I did tell one of the kids in year, in year five that I don't wash my hair. It's just a bit of a joke. And then uh, right. yeah, okay. I think she's got on and told every every single person. But I like, there was a stage where I wouldn't wash my hair for like a month or two months. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know some guys do it. I don't yeah. know. And then I wash, oh, so I do wash it, but it just started yeah. going around. And I actually got some birthday cards for the, the kids in year five saying to, 
telling me to wash my hair. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going around. <laughs> well, I don't have to wash mine either. So yeah, uh, I've got none. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, is there anything, Connor, that important that we've missed or that, uh, you know, any other passions or hobbies or anything you'd like to confess or reveal? Uh, um, no, not really. Has that covered things pretty well? Yeah, it's covered things pretty well. I'm a, I'm a horse fanatic as well. I've right. got a couple of race race horses and some shares and some race horses. So that's oh, probably right. my other main hobby outside of footy. What, are, the, what are their names? What What are they? One's called Disco Bay. It, it's having its second run in a couple of weeks. It's with Clayton Douglas. So uh, yeah. hopefully that runs well. And I've got a couple others that haven't ran, ran yet. So hopefully that with a few mates? Yeah, it? it's with my brother and a couple of mates. So oh, hopefully yeah. we can have a bit of fun with that horse. It's a good interest. Um, yeah. yeah, mate. Connor, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, you're terrific, wasn't he, Ruby? Yes, great. Yeah, I mean, and happy birthday, of course. <laughs> and and we hope you uh, finally uh, cure these uh, injury blues and and cement a spot for yourself in the Werribee team. But you can't look too far ahead. Just take it yeah. for granted as you go, and don't take it for granted. Just keep uh, making the most of it as you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. You'll hear from us soon. Bye. Thank you, guys. Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast is co-hosted by me, college co-captain Ruby Collins, and college writing mentor, author, and former journalist Ben Collins. If you have a moment, please give us a rating and review. And if you think there's someone we should interview, please email your nominations along with a brief explanation to our email address, podcast at manorlakesp12.vic.edu.au, or just come over for a chat when you see us around the school. The show is produced by Jamie Canning with support from fellow music teacher, Jonathan Lynch. We couldn't do it without you gentlemen. We also remain grateful to two former Manor Lakes teachers, our original producer, Aidan Arenders, along with Michael Polk, who provided our cover art and theme music. A huge thanks also to our wonderful interviewees for sharing their stories. And last but not least, thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in and for your thoughtful suggestions and enthusiastic support. It's all very much appreciated.